So the first question I always ask, and I love this question, comic book story number one, how did you end up here in this rig? Was it, you know, a high school thing where for me, for example, I told my grandma that I was going to live out in the woods with my dog and not pay rent and utilities when I was seven <laughs> years old. Like it was always just like kind of internally in me. Or That's did cool. you meet somebody that was doing it? Did you see somebody online? Was it something just internally with you? Like how did this nomad life first begin? What was the original seed? What was the original catalyst for you to be interested in this life? Okay. So I think the foundation for where this all began for me, I've always been kind of the tomboy. I mean, I grew up playing with the boys, right? I was always out adventuring. I was always out getting my feet dirty and I was just adventure. Like that's, I wanted to be out playing in the woods and I didn't want to be inside. And so I've always just had this drive and this just love for being outside and being away from everybody. And I think that progressed into this crazy independent streak of being self-sufficient. I've always just kind of picked up weird not end skills and things like that. And I love the idea of being self-sufficient and just being able to take care of myself and in any scenario. So you combine that with the adventure and then now you start adding a vehicle, which I guess is the overland scene of being self-sufficient. You're out in the middle of nowhere. All of this combined and I was like, that I love. And I actually didn't know of the overlanding thing. I didn't know that um, this way of travel and the way of living was a thing until a few years ago. Um, this was my dream truck. A Toyota Tacoma was a dream, my dream truck. And I had it on a vision board. I'd always wanted it. I finally got the keys to it and I had no plans for it. All I knew was that I, I loved adventure. I loved getting out where no one was, right? The dirt road that led to wherever. And I was like, I'm gonna go chase that dirt road. And so me and the truck sleeping in just the bed of the truck, that was my adventure. That's where I started. And from there, I started meeting people and I started doing these group rides and really off-roading with other people. And that's where I saw people that had guys that had trucks fully decked out, right? They had the solar, they had the fridges, they had the tents, they had all this stuff. And I was like, what, what is this? This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And, and that was when overlanding was introduced to my world. And that's when I said, okay, that, I love that. And the build then grew from there. So from going from a truck bed, sleeping in the back with just a sleeping mat and a sleeping bag to building a house on wheels and living out of it full time. That was all the, the culmination of where I am today. Awesome, that's, that's really cool. You touched on a point there um, that, again, going back to that 20% that are considering mm -hmm. this, when we get messages, when we get DMs, when we get emails, one of their biggest concerns is being lonely on mm -hmm. the road. And it sounds as though, correct me if I'm wrong, and this isn't part of the interview, it's just helping me form my question here. Was it like when you first were just sleeping in the bed before you met people in the community, was it lonely for you? Um, mm. So I'd love for you to unpack the transition from you just kind of doing your own thing to finding a community on the road. Was that like a Facebook group? Okay. Was that just like a random happenstance where you heard about something and you went to this event and then you found community? Because again, that's a big stopping point for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like they're scared they're going to be lonely. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the hashtag so female life of this, like a lot of, a lot of people are scared about it because 
the difference between me as an ex-football player being on the road by myself and you are radically different. Right. Um, so again, trying to find value for that 20%, how did that transition from, you know, being lonely on the road, kind of doing mm -hmm. your own thing to finding a community and having your mind kind of open, how did you find that community and what was that transition like for you? Let me think. And no, no rush whatsoever. Okay. I'm trying to get my thoughts in line. It's a lot of, a lot of questions wrapped up. Yeah. So essentially it's the cure of the loneliness. I yeah. Suppose. Like was, or, what was it like an event you went to or was it something you were worried about when you first hit the road? Like yeah. how, how did that manifest from you being by yourself on the road? to finding a community and getting inspiration mm -hmm. and finding almost like a tribe out there. Like what was that transition like for you? And was it hard for you to find that? Was it something you were worried about when you first started? All right, let's see if I can do you justice. Um, so traveling as a solo female, I do get the question a lot of, of if I feel lonely or, you know, being alone and doing this solo. And yeah, you know, it would be nice to share that with somebody. And occasionally I get to share it with other travelers and things like that. but. I think for me, what started traveling solo, at least, was that I hit a point of I wanted to do something, right? This actually started with a motorcycle trip to Canada. And at the time I was dating a guy, we had planned it all out. The guy and I broke up, but the trip was still planned. I'd taken the time off work. And for me, I, all right, in most people's minds, you don't go. And I said, screw that, I'm still going. And I didn't want to be held back from these world experiences and going and traveling and seeing because I'm waiting for somebody else. And is there a safety thing in that? For sure there is, but I think you can definitely keep a good head on your shoulders and learn the safety things and, and, and prep yourself for it. But I still went for it. And I did the, the trip solo, went up to Whistler, Canada and back. And it was, I think that was the turning point of my life of, you know, I'm not gonna wait around for somebody to go to go do what I want to do and to go experience and see the things. And so that was a good stepping stone into solo traveling and that like, it's not as scary, I think, as people make it out to be in the media and the movies. And it's like, you're going to be killed and murdered and all that. And yeah, bad things do happen, but predominantly they don't. And we can't live in fear of, of that and the unknown. Instead, it's like, go for it and, and be prepared if things happen, be ready, but don't be in fear. And so with that mindset, and I think just kind of going for it, you know, I had met people along the way, um, especially with traveling solo, you meet so many people, you meet travelers, you're camped up somewhere and you start talking to your neighbor or you meet community online, especially that other, other people living on the road full time and other off-roaders and things like that. I mean, the community is massive online. And then you meet in person and you're like, you're just as cool in person. And you're never really alone, you know? Yeah, you might be alone here where you're camping or by yourself eating dinner, but I mean, people have your back and they wanna be there for you and you wanna meet up, which I do. So I do a healthy balance of both where there are days when I just want my alone time and I'm camped on this beautiful lake alone in the serenity of nature. And I'm so at peace. To me, I love nothing more and I'm content with my company. And then there's days when I just wanted to clink beers with a friend and like, let's talk about our travel stories. Where have you been? What have you been up to? And, and it's a healthy dose of both. But just my advice, if you want to travel solo is just don't, don't be held back. You know, 
it is uncomfortable at first. Yes, I had my fears and I was, I was worried about this, that, and the other, but um, you, you kind of get used to it. And then you kind of realize like the more you do it, you're like, it's not so scary. It's not so scary. And, and you get your feet wet and you just are like, all right, I got this. I got this. So absolutely everyone should do it. If you're thinking about it, go for it. Dig it. <laughs> I'd love to compare and contrast yeah. the basement apartment to Come here. Okay. If this helped you grow as a person, things you learned about yourself, your living situation, what you can endure. And again, it doesn't have to be rose-colored glasses. I'm just curious if you found any internal shift within you mm. from the basement apartment to doing this. And if you grew as a person, if it's challenged you as a person, and I'll say it for the third time, doesn't have to be rose-colored glasses. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just wondering if there's something there from that transition transitioning transitioning from an apartment life to this life i think i mean obviously it's a big downsize right you go from full apartment bathroom and two bedrooms and your living room and your tvs to a five by five space you know maybe 30 square feet and everything is just within arm's reach. Like this is, this is my house now. Um, it's, it was kind of a mental shift, but I think I was ready for it because I had been downsizing up until this point that I've been getting rid of stuff that I don't need it. I don't really need it. Um, you know, don't really watch movies. So get rid of the TV. I didn't watch TV. The news was depressing. So for me, I was like, I'm getting rid of that. Um, I'll watch stuff on my, on my laptop and just slowly downsizing and to make the leap from living in an apartment to this was, was actually pretty easy. I think I was mentally ready for it and also wanted the challenge. I wanted to kind of prove to myself, could I do it? Um, and would I be happy? So the goal of living on the road actually started with three months. I said, I can do anything for three months. Let's try it. Let's just see if I hate it, then great. I've got a place I can go back to, but three months is now almost a year and I'm enjoying it so much. I'm like, I hope this never stops or, you know, I can keep riding this way for a little longer. Like this is, it's, it's worked out for me really well. And the small confined space is okay for me. And I, uh, I don't know. I really love it. <laughs> Did that answer it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> I almost bought a house too. I was going to mention that, but yeah, Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with the, I actually had come to a very pivotal decision that, um, kind of a fun personal story was that when I was I was in this apartment, but I was actually thinking about getting a house. I had I, I feel you feel like you come to a point in life where you're in, you're in a rut, right? You're just, it's the same monotonous thing over and over and over. And I was falling into that depression of just, I was miserable. And you go to work, you come home, you do your nightly routine, you go to bed and you get up and you do it again. And so for me, I, I was feeling this need for change anyway. And I was gonna buy a house. I had just started a new job actually at the time and um, that all of this was kind of going on. So I was like, okay, well maybe it's the new job and the new job didn't quite do it for me. And then I thought, well, maybe I'm gonna get a house and had everything ready and then the housing market just took off and everything in my price range just is just unreachable i couldn't do it and so at that point i say well i stick around i i suck it up and i become house poor and i stay in that rut or i take a leap of faith and just kind of go for it and go live on the road just shake things up let's let's 
throw everything out and start all over and live on the road. And so I did. And I think it was the best decision I made. It was the better of the two, I think. That's that's interesting. I just real quick follow up because I'd love to unpack that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, I personally have the thought of because I was I was the same way. Like my college internship was the only nine to five that I had in my entire life, and it was the worst experience of my life. Not I top five worst experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'd get off work Friday and I wouldn't enjoy my weekends. I knew I had to be back at work Monday. Right. Like short-lived that monotonous crap was not for me. And, you know, I've considered like this, this lifestyle is an outlet to live the life I I want to lead because you do get in that rut. And I always wonder just with all your examples, like you were looking for that next thing and just comparing and contrasting, looking for that next thing first actually finding what you're looking for all along Hmm. you know what i mean because for for me it was kind of the same thing like uh traveling was the only thing that made me feel complete just Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word right now and i don't know i i I just and i'm I'm thinking through the question because i internally have the same thing okay and i'm just wondering if this is what you were actually needing versus this just being the next thing for now okay you know you know what i mean or do and i'm I'm just asking off your gut feeling like is this lifestyle so much the point that you love it so much that you know this is it for you Mm. or are do you think you still try and look for that next thing that's a really good question i like it i like the way you think um think how do I even approach answering that so I think I'm where I need to be and I don't know how that translates whether it's kind of the not new rut but kind of that new direction or like if this is it I'm I'm not quite sure but I have this bizarre feeling that I'm right where I need to be and it's a wave that I am so happy riding. So regardless if it if it's sustainable long term, um, or if just for right now it's a good thing, and then something new comes along and I go onto that wave over there, I am just a hundred percent content right now. Like it's, and and that actually hasn't happened ever. I think in my life. I mean, you've definitely there's definitely been points in my life that I've been really happy and it's been awesome. But this, is, I think, is the very first time that I'm just stoked every day and genuinely happy. I mean, it's, it is interesting to go home after or back, you know, where I used to live, maybe go visit old roommates and things like that, pick up old mail. And they, they always comment. They say, you're different. You, you light up so differently and you carry yourself differently and you've got this just energy of just this positivity to you and I think it's just not being weighted down by that rut you know you're not stuck in that rut and you're not 
depressed by the news. You're not watching, I'm not watching TV every day. I'm not sucked into all of that. And it's just, yeah, it's there, it exists. And I am aware of it, but it's not living in it. And that's just not being absorbed and, and controlled by it. But out here it's, I fend for myself and like, I'm, I'm so happy out here. But yeah, the fact that meeting up with old roommates and things and they're like, you're, you're different, but in a great way, right? Just this, you just carry yourself different. I think I'm doing something right then. Yeah, that, that was my follow-up question that you actually answered. Like, have you ever felt like you were out of the rut? Have you ever felt fully content before, but you answered that organically within mm. there? Um, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's a trip. Which, this was actually a side effect that I didn't expect was, I mean, I've always wanted to live on the road, right? It was always a goal, and I knew I would love it, but the... I don't know. There's something about it that it's it's so much more than I had anticipated, and I'm like, I love it. I'm here for it. What's, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> no, I, you're, you're talking to dudes been on the road for 11 years. Like I, <sighs> I, I get it. Um, what what my fellow nomad friends and I, the guys at the shop, it's like one. Once you get a taste of this lifestyle, it's hard to go back. Yeah. Number two, like when you're talking about, you know, meeting up with old roommates and everything. I'm fully convinced everybody on the road was the weird kid in high school that did their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're out here, you're with the other weird kids. Yeah. So you all have the same mindset when you meet somebody. You already started a foundation that's two or three steps above a random acquaintance. Because mm. you have to be of a certain level typically to meet out here. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? I see so that, yeah. You're, you're already starting from this point where somebody you just meet at a house party or whatever you're you're still down here you don't have yeah. much in common um so i find what? humans hard to relate yeah you probably get that yeah. <laughs> there's people i'm like oh you don't i struggle relating to you but yeah. travelers i'm like we relate it's like Donnie, let's talk i don't want to talk about your annuated mortgage <laughs> i can care less but um so a uh, question i always ask as well Again, going back to that 20%. Um, these are people of the 20% that they're not caregivers. They don't have kids in school. Mm. They're not tied down by something outside of their control. Mm -hmm. And there are those people out there, you know, and I have empathy for them. But this, this question is centered around the people that could do this lifestyle. They're watching these videos because they're trying to get insights, but they for whatever reason, they can't get over that hump. There's mm. that last little bit for them pulling the trigger, whether it be scared what other people will think, whether it be loneliness, whether it be money on the road, whatever it is, mm -hmm. they just can't pull the trigger. If you were to give words of advice, and again, doesn't have to be rose-colored glasses, but if you were giving words of advice to those people, what would you say to them to either convince them to get over that hump mm -hmm. or important lessons that you've learned personally about this lifestyle that would be pertinent for them to know? Good question. So for anybody who is thinking about hitting the road, has a desire to hit the road, live on, live on the road to commit to it. I know that there's, I've, I know personally of people that are held back and they want to do it. And there's always, there's always some reason, there's always a reason holding them back. And I had my slew of reasons that I wasn't going to commit to it. You know, I wasn't ready for a plethora of reasons. Um, like I had said earlier, my, my goal was three months. And so 
that was three months where I had a savings built up, but no income. So I didn't hit the road with a plan of, well, I've got, I can work remotely. I'm going to be fine. Here's my money maker. For me, it was, I've got three months and I'm going to make it count and I'm just going to go have fun and we'll see what happens after that point. Uh, but so money initially was, I have no way to make money. And so I switched it to make it a goal of three months. You know, I'm not out here. I I didn't go into it. Like I'm going to sustain living on the road. I just wanted to go live on the road for three months and then I'll go from there. Um, and how that ended up working out was I was approached by a company while I was just out doing my thing. And they said, Hey, you're out there doing what you're doing. We actually need somebody like you to go map trails. This is for Onyx Off-Road. Um, so fortunately landed a gig with them that I'm able to go map trails and get paid to do it. So that was presented into my lap, but I don't think it would have been presented if I hadn't have just made the commitment to go. So it is interesting how things work out if you just follow and just go for it, right? It sounds silly, but it really worked out for me that I, I didn't have a financial plan and I was okay with it. And I was like, doesn't matter, I'm still going. And then down the road, an opportunity presented itself. And I'll pick up odd jobs here and there. Um, and the money works itself out. And I think things do work themselves out. So if you're always held back by this, well, I'm not ready because of this reason or another, it will work itself out. You do need to get yourself prepped to live on the road, obviously. You know, have a place to live and make sure your vehicle's in good working order, this, that, and the other. But um, yeah, I would have been held back by a half dozen reasons. And there really does have to come to a point where what's more important to you? I mean, are you gonna be in fear and hide behind your reasons of never going? Or will you still just go for it and just make it happen? Um, and that, that's what I came to that I can just hang tight and live behind these reasons and never go. Right. Um, I have no one to go with. I don't know, you know, I'm going solo. I'm afraid. Um, I don't know. I don't have a plan. I don't, I don't have a, a way to make money, like all these things. And I just had switched the narrative in my head that it didn't matter. I just wanted to go do this. And three months was a goal and three months is turning into a year and hopefully more, but it was just the decision to doesn't matter. Just go. Well, that's a wrap on my tiny home. Thank you so much for taking the tour with me and seeing it. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to ask below. But uh, my name is Kristen Wetton again, also known as Badass Brunette. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, also on my own YouTube channel to follow along on the journeys that I'm pursuing myself. Big special thank you to the companies who have made this build possible. Um, it's definitely not a solo thing. I've had both help from companies and inspiration from other people, you know, Vagabond Campers, Snowmaster, Mountain Hatch, uh, the list goes on and on. Hest Mattress, their mattresses are awesome for campers. And I mean, it's pretty endless, the thanks that I have to give for being here because it wouldn't be possible without that help and, and inspiration. So Thank you again so much for watching. So the links to my personal accounts and to the businesses I mentioned will be in the description below. And that's a wrap. Thanks for watching. That's perfect. Ah, got it. <laughs>